0: okay welcome back to a shared word we're so happy that you guys have found your way back here sandy it's always good being with you absolute pleasure for me mark okay so why don't you share what we're what we're studying today in the wisdom literature well we're looking at discipline
1: uh, that's the concept today. And I just find it fascinating in Proverbs that we're introduced to wisdom uh, as a partner with discipline. Hmm. The words are together. Uh, we, This is in the first in second verses of the first chapter of Proverbs. It wants us to know that the book is about garnering wisdom. But the first introduction we have to it is wisdom paired with discipline. Huh. So the issue for us that I want to start with is... Why is discipline so essential to getting to the goal of wisdom? Uh, You know, what what do we think that's all about? And why is that important in our lives? Yeah,
0: yeah. So would you read from Proverbs 1?
1: So here it is. Uh, This is the way the book of Proverbs begins. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and discipline. And it goes on. Of course, there's, there, there are more things we're trying to do with Proverbs and that God wants us to do with this book. But first, out of the box, it is for gaining wisdom and, and discipline. discipline. Yeah. So there it is. And so the question is, it, does, it could have just said for gaining wisdom. And we talked in the last few podcasts about wisdom itself. Mm-hmm. But what is it about wisdom that needs to have discipline as its pal, mm-hmm. as its running buddy? Why do we need to have discipline in our lives, along with discipline
0: in our lives, along with wisdom? Well, it's it kind of goes back to what we on one of our first podcasts when we talked about the very nature of wisdom. Is wisdom is not merely right thinking; it's right living. It's it's a wise mind. It's a wise heart. It's wise hands and feet. And so it seems as if the, the writer of Proverbs is saying this is about how you are going to live your life, and discipline is the shaping of a life.
1: I think that's exactly right, and I think you're taking us uh, the first step, the first key step. Wisdom is just not something in our head, as we talked about before. It's not just knowledge. It's not something that one has at the top of a, you know, of an academic tower, an ivory tower. It's really how to live well, how to live in ways that God would be pleased, uh, and we would be pleased. But it's not just thinking it. It's having it in the heart, and it's doing it, as you say. But I think this notion of discipline is it might be just a little bit more. In other words, it's not just knowing and doing the wise thing. It's having some skill, some capacity to stick with it, Mm -hmm. to walk the the narrow path, Mm -hmm. to not get sidetracked, to stay focused and to stay with it as we go down through life. How many times are you distracted? I know (laughs) I am. I'm doing the right thing, but I think about something that... Uh, is extraneous, mm-hmm. or I get pulled by the tugs of emotions or passions that I really can't control, or I may do something wrong in the midst of being wise and I can't, I'm not willing to correct myself or to hear corrective words from others. Yeah. In all of those ways, the value
0: of wisdom, even living in wisdom, gets lost if we don't have discipline with it. Yeah, so it makes me think about January 1st. You know, (laughs) we begin the new year with knowing these are the wise steps to make in my life, to make it a better year, to make it a different kind of year. And then January 10th or 11th or 13th happens and we just go back to the way we had been living. Yeah, we we did our exercise at the club two times (laughs)
1: or at the Y or at the gym and then we just don't do it anymore. But more seriously,
0: uh, we have those resolutions. All right, so well, let's jump into some of these wisdom sayings that, that, uh, that teach us the importance of discipline. Good. So we have, uh, here's, a, here's one. Um, who is strong? He who subdues his personal inclination, as it is said. He who is slow to anger is better than a strong man and a master of his passions who's better than a conqueror of a city. Who is rich? He who is happy with his lot, as it is said. When you eat the labor of your hands, you are praiseworthy and all is well with you. Where does this wisdom saying come from? Well, this comes from Pirkei Avot, which
1: are the sayings of the fathers, uh, which appear in the uh, document called the Mishnah, which is now incorporated into another document called the Talmud. But these are wisdom sayings. After Proverbs, these are probably, some consider them even equal to or more important. Uh, as wisdom sayings in the Hebrew tradition. These are sayings of great thinkers, sages who lived mostly two, three, four hundred years before Jesus, mm-hmm. during the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. and then three or four hundred years after. So these sayings, many of them would have been ones. Uh, Circulating during during Jesus' time. And Jesus would have heard them. And it may have had some impact on him. Many of them are very consistent with his wisdom uh, per se. And so why did you
0: pick out this this, uh, wisdom saying? Well, I think
1: as we begin to think about discipline, it's just wonderful to see it illustrated, the importance of uh, discipline, illustrated really in this short short snippet in so many different ways. Um, Subduing our personal inclination. So if I have... A desire to be something, do something, and it can overwhelm uh, me living uh, according to my principles mm-hmm. or in wisdom or to my best, to my really long-term interests, subduing it or controlling it or being disciplined about it is defined here as being strong. Mm-hmm. It's strong to be able to show that. It goes on. To be slow to anger. Mm-hmm. So what that's saying is that if anger can carry me away from a state of mind that is productive and good and useful and wise. I need to control it. And here doing so uh, makes me better than a strong man. A master of such passions is better than the conqueror of a city. So they're saying strength and, and victory are associated
0: with disciplining one's emotions and passions. I love this next line the most. He who is rich is he who is happy with his lot. Isn't that terrific? Yeah. For me, it just makes me think, we don't think about gratitude in this way, but gratitude is a discipline. Yeah. The more you're grateful, the more you're grateful.
1: Yeah. And the more you see richness Mm -hmm. in what you have, you're not wasting time. Uh, Not that you shouldn't be ambitious, but... To just overdo the ambition or the need for more, or I am unhappy because I don't have more, that deprives us of all the opportunities and richness in life. In fact, we're rich if we can avoid doing
0: that. All these are wonderful disciplines. I thought it was a great way for us to start. I love it. I love it. That's a wonderful one. All right, this next one is from Rabbi Judah the Prince. And uh, this says, Let your behavior in private be the same as your behavior in public. Why did, why did that jump out for
1: you? Well, that's a, you know, what a wonderful notion of discipline. You know, I think our instinct is to think nobody's seeing it. You know, I can do this. I'm, I'm in the privacy of my room or it's at night or uh, there's no one around. And so I can just kind of do whatever I want to do. And mm-hmm. it may be unhealthy, it may be uh, not moral. It may be something that is really not consistent with where wisdom is taking me in my life to, to achieve things and to create things that are good for myself and others. Uh, it's just now, so I guess I'd return to you and ask, so what is it about, uh, uh, why are we being taught here to see discipline as avoiding the temptation of thinking it's okay
0: if we're not seen by others. Yeah. So one of the ways I I think about this is the word integrity. Uh, It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a structural word. Uh, So something has integrity. If the things beneath the surface are actually sound and the things that are, so a house has integrity. If behind the plaster of the walls, it's actually structurally sound. And for me, it makes me think about our own lives. There's things that are unseen Uh, that no one else can see, that's actually where our our deeper self is, where we can find if we can be able to weather the storm, if we can last. And so I think it's really important to live with integrity. That's what's seen equals that's what's behind the surface. And the other part of it for me too is I've heard people describe worship is what you do when no one but God can see. Yeah. And which is a beautiful way of thinking about when I'm left alone in my thoughts and I can sneak out and do this thing or that thing, God can see, and this is a unique time for me to worship uh, God. This next one is the one I I have no idea what this means, so I'm really excited about. Would you read it? If you curse a dog's
1: tail, it will continue to wag. So said Rob Yosef many, many, many years ago. And I think it's just fantastic uh, these hundreds of years later. Uh Uh, And I mean, not only does it sound cool. I mean, I think if you just listen to that, it's kind of fun to ponder. But it gets better the deeper one goes. And I think it has a lot to do, obviously, with discipline. It teaches discipline in a different sort of way. And I think the idea fundamentally is this that there are a lot of things that we would like uh, in the world. We'd like to control in Mm. particular. I have an opinion about this. Mm. I don't think it ought to be this way. Uh, And I spend time uh, not only thinking about how wrong it is, but actually getting myself agitated about it. So my time, my energy, my spirit are spent on it. And in this one, it it takes me all the way to the point of cursing it. I'm angry about it. It's not right. And I'm going to have an opinion about it. And I think the wisdom here is there are certain things in life that you can feel that strongly about. But hey, guess what? They're going to just be that way. (laughs) So don't get yourself all caught up in wishing that things that will be. Now, there are things that can be changed. And I think that's the companion wisdom here is Mm -hmm. things that can be changed that you should change. And that it's wise to change. And that, in fact, we're ethically bound by God to try to change. That's where you should spend your energy, time, and spirit. Yeah. Not on things that cannot be changed. And wishing that a dog uh, would stop wagging its tail, or whatever that represents, is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. It will continue, in this case, and whatever it represents it's just going to continue to yeah. be that way.
0: Well, <laughs> it reminds me of the, and I'm going to butcher this. You might know it better than <laughs> me. But in AA, they teach the serenity prayer. Yeah. Give me the strength to change the thing that I can. Uh, the peace to change the things. I, I, I know that's not it, but piece to change the things I can't, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, I think no, I'm not gonna. I mean, I don't know the exact quote either, but I think you did a pretty good yeah, job of recalling. It's Somewhere it. near there, it's somewhere near there, and so basically realizing kind of, I can't, I I can't change some So don't waste this energy. Don't don't bring this negativity in your mind and your heart, cursing the dog when the tail is going to continue to wag. Yeah, oh, and I, I think great. it's. it's <laughs>
1: interesting. Let me just say one final thing about the wisdom you just brought up. I find it fascinating that's brought up within the AA context, because it's as if to say, if I don't know the difference, and if I get caught up in things that I can't control, doesn't it maybe push me into behavior that's not healthy for me? Yeah, I mean, I think that must be the wisdom about why they bring that up yeah. in the, or uh, as to the serenity that's required to deal with the issues that are. Uh, under consideration and are uh, in focus at AA meeting. Yeah. And we all need that too. And we
0: all need that. (laughs) Absolutely. Where do we go next, Mark? Okay. So uh, Rav (laughs) Papa, that's a great name. Yeah. Let a quarrel stand overnight and it will disappear by itself. If no grain is in the house, quarrels knock at the door and enter. Obviously he's going to one of the ways in which
1: quarrels come into our lives. Uh, When we have needs, real needs that are unfulfilled, it creates the basis for quarrels. We're not going to, I think, spend time on that today, but I think that's where the second part of that quote goes. I think what we want to focus on, Mark Wright, is this first part, let a quarrel stand overnight. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think this is a good time for us to think about the pathway to um, anger and action uh, bad actions based on anger, so we can have a conversation. You may have it with yeah. your spouse, I with mine, yeah. uh people who are listening to us with their friends, and don 't you know the trajectory? <laughs> it starts with just an honest disagreement, and it starts with the idea that hey we 're going to have a really robust discussion about some of our differences yeah that 's cool, right? Then it gets a little more heated, and we get into it 's a little more spirited let 's uh-huh. say that 's kind of okay too. Somewhere between there and a quarrel, we get to a plate. We're going through territory that I think this wisdom is concerned about. Because once it becomes a quarrel, that is to say, I've got my ego in this. Uh, I really have a problem with you. It's more than the substance. Uh, and we're going to actually have something that's more than just an honest, robust, intellectual disagreement. We're going to have a quarrel. Mm-hmm. And this is saying, if you've gotten to that state, A, don't go any further, Mm -hmm. and B, give it a rest, and come back tomorrow, and maybe you'll find a way then to where the emotions have, you've been able to shed the emotions, you've been able to understand the consequences of taking this further, and then either you return to an amicable resolution of the substance, or you just let it go, so that you never have
0: the risk of it getting on to anger right which is interesting so for me when i when i read this wisdom saying it made me think about the there's a new testament uh, letter where it said do not let the sun go down on your anger uh, which is for me is a really interesting concept that it's almost being to op- in opposition to, to let a quarrel stand overnight but what you're saying is uh, a quarrel is different than getting to the point of anger
1: yeah. And I think, I mean, of course, you know, you and I are always working to uh, make consistent uh, Old Testament, New Testament uh, wisdom, which I think works about 98 and a half percent of the time. And I think it does here, too, yeah. because I think both pieces of wisdom are very sound. Uh, in the case of the New Testament advice, it, I think, is saying if it has gotten to the point where the quarrel, yeah. it's, it's a quarrel and more. The quarrel itself has gotten to where people are angry with each other. And I think it's saying there, now you've gotten to a place where you can't let it go all night. Right. Now you really need to deal with it. Because anger takes you to the very last stage of this, which
0: is a rupture of relationships right. or damage done. And, and sometimes that's a mean that's a mean spirited thing to let that happen overnight. Exactly. Let, yeah. Exactly. Because you want to stop that as soon as
1: you can. It, then you're into dangerous territory and the healing the rep- the uh, rest the repair and restoration cannot be postponed
0: so this is a this is a wisdom of discern uh, of discipline that we all need i feel like in our day and age let a quarrel stand overnight you know there's so many times in my own personal life where once i get to that quarrel phase i know how the rest of the dialogue's going i'm, I'm not going to be surprised I, you know we're going to stake our our positions out and start lobbing grenades over a wall.
1: Right. And once you get there and you you know that's where it's headed, this wisdom is teaching the discipline of saying, you know what, let's just give it a rest here a little bit. And this is a good case. You know, I've been trying to think about how we can stop for a moment and help ourselves and our listeners understand what we're talking about. I think this goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the podcast. Wisdom is essential, but it's nice to have as its companion discipline. Mm-hmm. This We know getting into an unproductive fight with our friend or our spouse is not good. It's not wise. But the emotions can carry us there. Discipline keeps us from letting us go in a direction that we know is wrong.
0: Yeah, Wisdom tells us is wrong, and yet different things are conspiring to get us to go anyway. One of the things that happens for me, the, the rare time where I actually pause... <laughs> is when my emotions simmer down, I start to think about it from the other person's point of view. Absolutely. And then also, not only am I coming at that conversation later on in a more compassionate, understanding way, sometimes I change my mind. <laughs> well, and you see the
1: extraneous things that are in on you. Yeah. You know, I was really upset with her for something she did yesterday or a year and a half ago. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Yes. Yeah. And it. now
0: I'm yeah. going to, I really want yeah. to... Throw a dart, you know. <laughs> I've been and, practicing this argument in the shower for the last yeah, two, yeah. Two and years. now because we disagreed about domestic, <laughs> about
1: uh, about politics yeah. in, in our country, yeah.
0: Now's the time, yeah, yeah. to it's, let
1: it play out. Yeah. And when you go off and you say, "To what end?" Yeah, that's what you are prone to do in those quiet moments of the evening. When then you come back in the morning, and you say, "Look, I just agree with you as to what you think about Democrats or Republicans," yeah, yeah. and you take the
0: personal or the emotional part out of it. Yeah, that's right. It's wonderful. So if I can, I like to end a little differently. I want to meddle a little bit. I want to meddle with people's life Good. and my life too. Do it. So it's one thing to talk about discipline. <laughs> but even the point, our hope of this podcast is not merely that we're talking about wisdom, but we're actually living as wise people. We're growing in wisdom. So for me, my thing is what is the one step of discipline that I need to take in my life? That nagging sense of, all right, this part of my life, I need to change. I need to I need to take one more step into discipline, and I think that's that that may, that might be the wise step for all of us. Absolutely. So, what is it for you? For me? Yeah. You know, uh, I have been staying up late and w- and waking up late. I need to shift my day earlier. <laughs> I know it's a hard thing, but I'm a night owl, but. Uh, But I have not started my days right because I'm waking up and I'm already, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes behind my day. Well, I wish mine were as modest as yours. But I do hope and I
1: I really appreciate your ending our conversation today this way, Mark, because I hope other people are thinking while we're talking Mm -hmm. about what is it in their lives uh, where discipline would actually help them live better, be wiser, get better to the results that they want and that they know God wants in their lives. Mine, I have to confess is a too easy uh, 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 uh allowance of emotion mm. or passion um, and even sometimes anger to come into my life uh It's not helpful it's not uh constructive. I actually think it's born out of an uber righteousness <laughs> a sense of uh of, you know maybe me cursing the dog's tail too yeah. much yeah. Uh, but whatever it is, I, I need, it gets in my way. It's a distraction. Uh, and I think that uh, in the normal course of things, discipline is saying even when something seems right to you and may be, try to keep it under control.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, thanks so much. Enjoyed thanks, it. Andy. See you next time.